Michelle Constant on SAFM. Thanks very much to Zai Khan. All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. 8.35, you are indeed uh, moving into the petrol head. Uh, Sibu Sisu from King Williamstown saying, Hi Mitchell, could you tell me the name and title of the song you played around 8.15? Nice choice, Sibu Sisu. We played Rolling Stones. You've got a good taste in music, sir. And uh, you can't always get what you want. Well, that, I suppose, would be a good way to go into our uh, petrol head 52-week challenge. How about it? Hello, Nico. On the coffee. Good. On the coffee with a couch. The <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. This is not a coffin. I'm moving up. I'm not. A, <laughs> yes. I'm on the couch. Yeah. Had a coffee five minutes ago. Yeah. And I am ready to go. Are you ready to go? So um, yes. we've got Ken on the line, who was last week's winner. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. So, Ken, the question is, last week you were the 38th winner of the 52-week challenge. And, of course, as you know, the award means that you get your name in the title of the award. And uh, we will, Nico, in a moment, see how fast it takes us to read through that list. But why don't we turn things around a little? And, Ken, you are going to try and push to be the 39th week as well. We'll see. <laughs> are you are, are you a big car uh, fanatic and fan and enthusiast? Not really. Um, my wife Not and really. I've always liked watching uh, motorsport and following the Dakar. Oh, so I see. as soon as you came up with um, Carlos and Peter, you know Stefan name in that list last week, we knew immediately that was a Dakar. Uh, uh, that oh really okay, that's quite cool. All right, so so this week's challenge is interesting. And um, yes. so can you hear me clearly? Just to make we can sure hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. So the question uh, for this week is, which car companies had a disagreement about a one and a zero, and why did they have this disagreement? So which car companies had a disagreement about a one and a zero, and why did they have this disagreement? Okay. Let me not waste your time. I have no clue. You have no yeah, I know it, it, it is it is quite a tricky one. I do believe some of the people that are really big car enthusiasts might get it, but I do I think it's a little bit tricky. Let's see. Okay, so Ken, I'm afraid all the way from Midrand, you know what? Your name is in there at least. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, there's being prompted by my wife. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to be prompted by your wife. That's just, she gets a chance then to go and look it up on Google. So if you can't answer it, you're out. Sad to say. Okay. Okay. Ken, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks a lot. Nico. I'm being tough there. Hey, did you notice that? Like really, really tough. Yeah, no, but I think we should because the rules are quite clear. You have to answer immediately. Yes. If you don't know the answer, we move on. So uh, I think we're fair towards everybody else. I don't think it's tough. I think it's fair. Okay, Nico. And consistent. Ask, yes. ask the question again. Let's just make sure that we know we have the exact question. Okay, which car companies had a disagreement about a one and a zero and why did they have this disagreement? Okay, which car company? Is it car companies? Yeah, more than one. With okay. A car companies. Which had car a companies about a one. had a disagreement about a one and a zero? Which car company had a disagreement about a one 
and a zero. If you know the answer, it's obviously more than one car company, then you're welcome to send us a WhatsApp or a voice message or an SMS on 41391-0614-104-107. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, Nico, do you have your um, clock ticking? Hang on. Uh, I am ready for you in three, two, one, go. Lucky Alan, Roger, Roger, Polly, Temba, Hans, Jake, Crew, Ian, Hans, Fish, Lucky, Ranjay, Raditi, Rod, Golani, Temba, Gel, Ray, Anthony, Anthony, Nick, Temba, Kamahungu, Eldred, Uva, Lynn, Lynn's husband, Charlie, Ranjay, Casper, Ray, Gerald, Aubrey, Ellen, Jet Crew, Peter, Bongani, Imran, Kane Award. 13.96, although you took about a second to start, um, but the, the, the stopwatch says 13.96 seconds. Okay, so, wow. Well, not bad. So, not bad. So, nearly 14 seconds. But, not bad. But could be even less because I took a bit of time as well. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, this good. is good, eh? This is good. I hope that yeah, you're taking note for next week. I have to get better brilliant. than 13.96. Okay. Exactly. There's a target. So, by the way, talking about Dakar, this is not exactly Dakar, but Ari Vatanen is, is, is a well-known rally driver. Yeah. Um, a, well, a rally legend. And there's yeah. a, a beautiful clip um, about with Ari Vatanen on what what's called Pike's Peak. So Pike's Peak was a uh, it's still actually run today. It's a hill climb in America. Well, it's a more like a mountain climb. So you start at the bottom of this mountain yeah. and you race to the top. And in the 1980s, um, it was still gravel. So Ari Vatanen um, has got this uh, relo, uh, this rally Persia that he races up. Um, yes. It's a manual car. Uh, the sun sometimes shines in his eyes. So he's using one hand to block the sun. But it's something to see. So if you're a, like a real fan of, of, of fast cars and video clips, and today we've got lots of amazing video clips, but this one goes back to the 1980s. Yes. Um, it's with Ari Vatanen on Pike Speak, and it's beautiful to see. So just a little hint or, or something, um, if, you know, for those petrol heads out there and enthusiasts, a beautiful clip to see. Ari Vatanen on Pike Speak. Okay, well, there we go. That question once again, which car companies, more than one, had an argument or a disagreement between a one and a zero? I think this is about a very... About a one and a zero. About a one and a zero. I think this is a very tough one. Hey? It, I'm, not seeing, I'm not seeing too many answers come through. Really? Oh, really, he says nervously. <laughs> no, the thing, no, 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 actually not nervously, because... I, I, I purposely try and change the way the question is asked to make it more difficult to just Google the answer. Okay. So you can, uh, when, when I tell you the answer, it's all about how you ask the question. So half the time I'm racking my brain when I, when I have an idea to say, okay, how can I make this even more difficult or more cryptic or more vague um, so that it's not that easy to just simply put in? Because if you put this into Google, it, 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 you really don't get a clear answer um, that easily. So that's why I tried it. By the way, I had time to make it more interesting. You're being tough on people, eh? You are being tough on people. I can see that. You just sort of don't get your name onto this award. This is something you earn. Yeah, you don't (laughs) just sort of get it on. You're quite right. So, Nico, what else is going on on in the world? Yes. Yes. So, I want to actually talk uh, this week about um, some controversial cars. Yeah. And for various reasons, these cars were controversial, whatever the reason, you know, would be. Let's start with an interesting one. In um, BMW in the 1970s launched a car called the 2002 Turbo. Or, um, so 2002 Turbo, yeah. which was the first turbocharged car in Germany. And when they launched this to the press, what they decided to do is to have in the front bumper 
uh, on the one side, uh, 2002, and on the other side, turbo, but written um, in reverse. So that effectively, if you're driving and you watch your mirror, you see the car behind you, you can read turbo in your mirror and you can read the 2002 in your mirror. But the press did not like this. And they slated BMW because of this, uh, because they said it was dangerous. And it, um, and you'll see there's quite a few examples coming. Um, and uh, it, um, uh, you know, people would drive faster with these cars and, and it would be bigger hooligans and it was irresponsible. So it sort of didn't act, it actually helped BMW because it had made the car quite popular. And the dealership still, so BMW then took the stickers away. Uh, from the cars, but the dealership still, you could buy these sticker packs in the cars that you could effectively sideways uh, in reverse, put it on, on the front bumper so when you see the car in your mirror, you know what car is coming. Yeah. Um, then it, then we had, uh, or in America, a controversial car was the Ford uh, Excursion, which was huge. It was, I think it, uh, and it was probably in a similar vein to, to the Hummer. You know, this mm. big car that was I a big gas guzzler. Yeah. Um, and although it was great for carrying families, it was really um, uh, quite, un, let's call it unpopular. Yeah. Then if you, uh, you know, there's quite a few cars, and, and recently, um, especially SUVs, more manufacturers have been doing it. But um, Porsche being quite an innovative company, when they came out with the first SUV, the Cayenne, the, all the purists had heart attacks because they thought, what, this is ridiculous, you know, yeah. a, a performance car company making an SUV, and then, what's worse, they even made a diesel version, which you can imagine, you know, <laughs> then unfortunately, people were probably thinking he was spinning in his grave. Yeah. But actually, it was quite a bold move, because if you look at uh, Porsche today, they've got more than one SUV, um, and other manufacturers like, like Lamborghini, even rumors of Ferrari making SUVs, but at the time, the, the Porsche Cayenne was really quite a, a controversial car. Okay. Have you have you heard of the Tucker Torpedo? <laughs> no. No, I've not yeah, heard, heard of the Tucker that... Torpedo. There's actually, a, 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 there was a movie in the 19, I think in the 1980s about this car. So what had happened in, in America um, uh, just before the Second World War and after that, the car manufacturers weren't really making cars that were uh, at, at big innovations. Yeah. So... Um, um, and then this, this uh, let's call him a guy, where this guy actually came up or started um, building his own car. So he was um, basically um, started this Tucker company. Yeah. And the idea was to have a car that was very innovative for the time. So the car had things like um, a, a dash that was at soft leather uh, or to protect the occupants in the event of an accident. Um, it had an anti-roll bar. It had collision protection. It had lights that when you turn the steering wheel, the lights would turn Jeez. with that. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of technology into this Tucker. But the first cars, especially the, the first concept cars, were quite heavy. And just before the launch um, uh, to the press, um, the suspension broke on, on one of the cars. So they fixed it quickly. So there were some issues. And, um, uh, and it actually was eventually um, sort of killed. And there's big rumors that it was actually killed by the big three motor companies in America. Uh, yeah. Because this was a big, um, uh, what should we call it, uh, a car that would, would, would not be good for them because their cars were all boring and not exciting. And, and Tucker actually had launched this car that was way ahead of its time. So there's a lot of theory because the press killed, you know, slated the car, didn't do well. And eventually the car died as sort of a, they didn't make a lot of those cars. And today, uh, if you get a Tucker torpedo, it's worth more than probably today uh, money about $2 million. There's not a lot, it's like 48 of them made. Yeah. So they're very, very expensive cars, but very controversial at the time. 
Okay. Here's another one. Have you, yes. Uh, uh, did you even hear, uh, hear the name Chris Bangle? Say that again? So Chris Bangle. Chris oh, Chris Bangle. Bangle. I actually interviewed Chris Bangle. I'll tell you really? what. Chris Bangle was what, what, a designer yeah. for um, BMW at one point, And Beautiful. I yeah. interviewed him in Italy many years ago when I was there yeah. on a very interesting BMW um, tour around. Uh, we, we went to Munich to look at the BMW uh, center there. And yeah. then we went on to Italy to, is it Lake... I want to say Cuomo, but I don't know if it Cuomo. is. Is it Lake Cuomo? I think it's Lake Cuomo. And I they had a beautiful, beautiful car event where they had old cars, new cars, etc. And Chris Bangle was there. I felt very honored because obviously really? I know absolutely nothing about cars. So I had to really <laughs> just uh, do my very best and ask him what talk was, which, of course, did, he did not. Did you joking. say you were from Horse and Hound? Did I say I was from? Horse and Hound. Okay, that's a reference. Oh, Horse and Hound. No, I wasn't. Horse and Hound. That's a bad movie reference. Don't worry. Just keep moving on. So what was he like? Was he an interesting guy? Was he, you know, what was he like to interview? He was fabulous. I mean, it was a long time ago, but he was fabulous. So, yeah. So he was, he was, he was, he was, was you know, as as controversial uh, as designer stand, he was actually quite controversial. Yes. Because he's starting, you know, the difficult thing with designing cars is that, You've always got to design the car probably six, five, six years before the car's launched. Then they have that design pinned down. Yes. So they, that's what the car is going to look like. So you can imagine how much that it changes when you launch the car. Then the car's going to last, um, in the case of uh, BMW and all the German cars, another eight years. Yeah. So you've got to really look ahead and say, what will the car look like in 15 years' time? Will that still look good? So when you design the car, um, and, and, and this actually is the seven series, he had um, at the back the the, the boot had uh, we talk they talk about a clamshell you know what a clamshell looks like yes and um, so at, at quite a, a, a sort of a, a interesting design at the back and they refer to that as the bangles bum um, which <laughs> a lot of people didn't like and then it also had the first version of BMW's i driver it was actually the first car in the world that had this if you think about it like a computer system really in the car it's something we take for granted and we see in most cars today it was the first car. And actually, the 7 Series was referred to as Bangles Bundle um, by the press because it was so controversial. It didn't actually stop the car from being quite a big success. Um, but um, that, so it was controversial because the car styling was not what people are, are used to. If you look at it now, it doesn't actually look at that bad. I think it actually dates quite well, but at the time, really controversial and not popular. And um, I'm not sure if it helped Chris Bangle or not, but it did help BMW, the car being sort of controversial. Okay, so Nico, we're going to go into the uh, answer to the question is which car companies had a debate over one and zero. And it seems to me that quite a few people may have um, got it right. Quite a few may have got Ah. it wrong. Um, But I suspect, uh, I think I have the, the right ones. But don't forget, if you are the person who sends in the name, the names of the car, you need to also give your name as well, and you need to tell us why they had the debate as well. So we've had a lot of um, stuff. There is someone who said um, it is uh, that was BMW, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz. They disagreed over the cleanliness of fuel regarding carbon emission. This comes from Zuki saying, I'm not sure what the name of the chemical tar content is. 
I don't think that's the right no, answer. No, that's the right answer, but an uh, interesting answer. I like it. It is an that's interesting right answer, and there were a couple of people who did say that they were um, looking at zero emissions, etc., and that kind of thing. Then Norman said Ford and Mazda. Now, Norman, I know that that's not right. And then there were a whole bunch of other answers, and there was this answer. We're just trying to find it for a moment there. This is the one. Hi, Vaughan from Howick KZN. As far as I remember, it is something to do with Peugeot with their 404. I think their 404 is supposed to be a 401, but there was some kind of a clash with the previous model or someone else had built one with a similar number. And they had to change it to 404, I think. So, Nico, it's close, but I think not, it's no not, cigar. Not, eh? not, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the right answer, no. Okay, then I'm going to go to this answer. And it was, it's Shane saying Porsche and Peugeot because Peugeot had a license on the zero. Yay! Yes, is that it? Yes, that's the right answer. <laughs> okay, so Shane, we're going to get you on the line now. Porsche and Peugeot because Peugeot, how can Peugeot have a license on a zero? So what it actually, so to clarify, so before the Second World War, Peugeot had the license to have a zero in the middle of the car number. So let's say 504 or 206 or whatever it is. So in other words, the, the three numbers, that centered digit is a zero, and they actually had the patent or the license to for that. So what happened then is that um, uh, this, actually you can go back a little bit more with the history, but then on Porsche, the first um, Porsche he had was a three, um, 356, which, which was really very successful. So when they had to come up with the, uh, a newer version of that car, or uh, the next model, the, the, the number or the car, it was called the 901. And as soon as they launched it as the 901, then Peugeot sued them and said, listen, you can't use the 901 because effectively we have the patent to have the zero in the middle. So Porsche changed it to 911. So the 911 we see today could have actually been the 901 if Peugeot hadn't um, stopped it and saying we have the patent for this. So I, I mean I'm interested to and this and Michael Fraroggio Fraguario, Michael Fraguario also got it right. A couple of other people getting it right but not as right. Um, so is it possible that a car can have uh, the rights to to the digits? Well, it was just, well, it was at the time, and if you go back further, which is interesting, is because uh, I think one of the other reasons is that in the Second World War, um, once Germany occupied France, yeah. um, the, the, all the French manufacturers were taken over by German manufacturers. So in other words, some of the Germans, uh, the German car companies, they took over those factories. And actually what happened is in the Peugeot factories, they had made, they, they made um, um, I think they made Kubelwagens, um, in other words, versions of the Beetle. Yeah. And plus they made um, parts of the Focke-Wolf, which is a fighter plane. But it was run by Simon Porsche and um, his son-in-law, um, uh, son um, um, his surname was Pich, Simon Pich's father. So they effectively ran uh, the factories. Um, and then what happened is the factory got bombed by Allies. So I think the French were also obviously, understandably, not very happy with what had happened in the Second World War. And that probably also helped prompt the reason why they said, listen, 
um, as soon as, you know, this was, because this was, I think, around 1950 somewhere, or early 60s. That, that's why I think uh, Persia was, uh, were, were quite adamant that, listen, this is our patent. So there are some patents that if you have a patent to use, and if you patent it, then, of, of course, um, I think you can, people can use the patent, but you still have the right. So because of that, at the time, um, there wasn't a big fight from, from, from Porsche, actually, at all. It was just a case of, this is the case, and, and they, they changed the name quite quickly to 9-11. So if you have the patent, there are certain, I think there's been more, more of a, a lot more cases like that. And obviously, I'm not, um, I don't know all the details of patents, but the reason was simple. The patent was the reason why they changed it from a 901 to a 911. So Porsche changed it to 911, and then, of course, the food store 711 came up. And um, Porsche, <laughs> I know, had a, had a big well, fight what? with them about that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, Nick, that's quite, I think it's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, do you know, we've actually got Shane on the line. We thought, like, hey, why not? Shane's, like, got it right. Let's just get him on the line. So, Shane, how's it? Hi, it's Shane speaking. How's it, Shane speaking? Hello, Shane. I'm um, well, thank you. Shane, it sounds like you're on the road. I am, I am, but I do have a hands. So, where are you? I'm out in Rudderport. Ah, okay, you're out in Rudderport. So you're driving, but you're obviously driving on speakerphone or something like that. Yes, yes. Fantastic. So Shane, how did you know the answer? You're a big car guy. Uh, well, yes, I am a car enthusiast. I, um, I, I read about the, the Peugeot and uh, license uh, uh, they had over Porsche when Porsche made the first 901, yeah. and Peugeot objected to that. And uh, like like the gentleman said, uh, Porsche didn't have uh, much argument against it, and they then decided to include a one instead of zero in their future cars. Yeah. Okay. Well, Shane, you now are number 39 in the 52-week challenge. So well done on that one. You will go forward to next week's competition. And, you know, Nico's Nico's becoming quite tough. I don't know if you've noticed that over the weeks. He's becoming harder and tougher. Yes. (laughs) You have noticed that. Questions are tricky, yes. Yeah, his questions are tricky. So I would just get online and start just just reading up on anything that's possible about cars. <laughs> okay, there's a lot to read about, yeah. I know. We look forward to chatting to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that's Shane. He's number 39. He could also become week 40 as well uh, in the 52-week challenge. Nico, you are becoming a bit tough, aren't you? I don't know. You, you telling me. So, um, um, of course, there's a whole world out there. Um, um, so, I think if, if people want to, you know, if you want to be have your name here, you've got to start studying. Um, I've got, um, um, yeah, I've got lots of car magazines from the first one to the latest one. So, you want to come to my house and study up a little bit more? <laughs> you're welcome to. <laughs> you'll you'll throw you'll throw Brian in as well and Danny Betty's chocolate I'll throw cake. Brian in, and you can sit through all the car magazines. They are fabulous to read. <laughs> The old one, and uh, if you go, I, I guess if you go into all the car magazines from the first one, you'd have most of the answers whacked. Although uh, I'm not getting the answers from there, but um, if you read up there, you're going to get a lot of information about cars. Fantastic, Nico. There is a quick question for you. You don't have much time, but there's a quick question for you. Do you have any views on a proton? Yeah, the proton isn't made in South Africa anymore. So the, the difficulty is if you're buying a second-hand one, is, is probably parts. 
Yeah. Because um, Proton isn't sold in South Africa anymore. So it would be uh, a difficult one to buy in the uh, case of getting bought. Okay. That would worry me. Yeah. Who makes the Proton? I don't know. Frank? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. I can't remember. Off the top of my head, I'm, I don't know. Well, there's a question for next week. Who makes the proton? <laughs> Who makes the proton? I think proton makes the proton, but I've forgotten. Uh, uh, it caught me off guard. I don't oh, we, know all the answers. We always do. <laughs> It's nine o'clock. Nico, we look forward to chatting to you next week. Have a great and beautiful Saturday. And uh, we look forward to a tough question next week for Shane. For sure. <laughs> it's a deal. Nico, our petrol head, nine o'clock. Time for the news. Good morning.